Hey everybody, what's up? My name is Joshua and I'm the world's mayor. So blessed to have you here today. We are broadcasting right now on the Live Mana Network, which you can find us on your phone, your tablet, computer, or even your smart TV's app store. Just look for the Live Mana Network. You can also find us on all of your favorite podcast uh, platforms. And uh, of course, look for us on Google News uh, under the Live Mana Worldwide Foundation, which supports this network, which of course, relies on your support. <laughs> we're a nonprofit media organization. Uh, we're very passionate about being a voice for the voiceless. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to go into that because we made a video <laughs> changing some things on the website, moving stuff around because we're not just a broadcast network. We are genuinely uh, passionate about what we do as a nonprofit organization, but I cannot give you better words than, well, myself giving it to you. We'll be right back after this. My name is Joshua Berglund, and I am chairman and co-founder, along with my amazing wife, Jessica Lynn, of the Live Mana Worldwide Foundation and the Live Mana Network. We are a 501c3 nonprofit media organization that is driven to be a voice for the voiceless, but more importantly, to elevate other voices for the voiceless. And if you're not ready to be a voice yet, well, we have services for you too. That said, our heart is for those that normally don't have access to media services. They don't have the budget for broadcasting or distribution or even book publishing for that matter. We are here to serve the voiceless, the outcasts, the misfits, the degenerates, the people that have been shunned from society. The same people that are working their butts off to rehabilitate their life. The same people that are not offered the opportunity because of their past to have access to a decent paying job or those that don't have the finances for an education and frankly can't afford to go into thousands of dollars of debt. We are here to serve them. Now we do not charge for our services, but we do rely on the generosity of others, the people that believe in our mission, believe in our vision, and believe in redistributing the power of the media into the hands of many to take from the few that are controlling the narrative for everyone and redistribute it out. We believe that not only will the truth set you, well, not only will the truth set you free, but more importantly, the truth will allow you and others to heal. The truth is painful sometimes, and frankly, that's part of why we have dealt with so much censorship as an organization and why we have our own network to begin with. Truth in this day and age is not necessarily welcome. Our platform allows for truth and we need your support to continue and to continually growing this mission of ours to put youth media literacy centers all over the world those of you who have heard about boys and girls clubs and other community centers like that we want to create the same type of facility but also have media literacy centers inside these buildings why because media allows you to monetize anything media is the vehicle for you to leave a legacy, for you to provide for your family, for you to really live the life of your dreams, regardless of your past, regardless of the failures you've made in the past. This is what media does. It gives you power and it's time to take the power back. Thank you for watching. Thank you for reading our vision and thank you for partnering with us. God bless you. Oh, just chills. Actually, I cut it off too soon. There was actually a really cute part at the end <laughs> that I just butchered. 
I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart to everyone that sews into our network and nonprofit media organization. We don't do anything without your support. Um, you know, this is what God has put on our heart to do full time. And yeah, we when we are able to get private gigs that we can charge for, like acting or doing voiceover work or production or producing events or consulting, like those things that I get to do, my wife gets to do uh, on the side that just come to us, you know, we do. And that's, we put that money right back in the foundation. But as a whole, we do this work full time and we're passionate about it. But this is also the dream that God has given us and the purpose that God has given us. So that's why like we do it this way, but at the same time, we are completely reliant on the Lord uh, to bless us, which is basically hoping that God goes, hey, you should sow into them today. Will you sow into us today? Uh, <laughs> so it, it's, a, it's a funny thing, and what we're talking about today, why I wanted to show that video, and um, why I'm talking about this now, because we're going to continue talking about our purpose and what is purpose. Today is what is purpose. And we're going to get into that uh, as the best purpose teacher I've ever heard in my life is Dr. Miles Monroe. And while I said this yesterday, I think I don't agree with everything that he stands for or what he talks about, the principles that he teaches regarding the kingdom, kingdom family, kingdom husband, kingdom wife, kingdom kids, kingdom way of living, there's no one better. I have yet to meet anyone that teaches it better than him. Um, and I, and to be honest, I, he's way more business minded than I am. Like I particularly just feel led to serve. Uh, and, and so that's mainly what we do. So we can't continue doing the work that we do without you. Um, yesterday, oh gosh, I look so different <laughs> like this, but since we started May 2020, we've supported eight different ministries. We've done over 250 different broadcasts. I think it's more than that, actually. Uh, 250 different. Why does that matter? This the network. That's what we put out, and this is, you know, the uncensored. It's 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 a different type of ministry, but essentially this is what we've done. We've created eight new TV shows. That is TV shows that are on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Fire, of course, podcast, and so on. Uh, or over 50 individual consulting, that's 50 people. Because some of the people we do work with, we talk to multiple times, sometimes it's just once. And then of course, our media training that we just did, that's on our website, has had over 6,000 people watch. And um, of course, I don't know the percentages of like how, if they took the whole thing or not, but uh, 6,000 people so far have watched. And we wanna do more. Uh, the Youth Media Literacy, youth media literacy centers are it's really more than just youth because we are here to serve convicts and ex-cons too uh the same things that we'll teach we'll teach to anybody it's on our website that it, it's available for anybody but we do want to create a safe place for the youth it is our vision and our our it, it's it's our part of our vision to create a safe place for kids to go to learn to grow, to be fed both physically and spiritually. And I'm not talking about, when I talk about feeding people spiritually, I'm not talking about throwing Bibles or Korans or any other holy book at anyone. I'm just talking about being the love of Jesus to people. Um, do I love the Bible? Absolutely. Do I read from the Bible? Yep, every day. And 
going to get into Bible stuff today. But, but, I'm not, we're not here to judge people on what they believe. We're here to be a safe place. All are welcome here. All are welcome and no one will be judged. I'm kind of fortunate that, I've, that God hasn't healed me all the way. And I maybe that's a bad thing to say. I don't know. But I'm not healed all the way. I'm not perfect. I'm not sinless yet. And I'm grateful that I'm not. Because I get to speak openly about that and admit it. Because I don't want people ever going, Nah, he's judgy. Nah, it's not what I want. It's not what I want. I want to be a safe place. I want, I want to be the kind of person and the kind of evangelist, if you will, that you can come to and say, I'm really struggling with cheating on my wife, my partner, my husband. I'm really struggling with the trauma of my past. I'm really struggling with food. God, I know that one too. That is like the, of my remaining addictions. My food addiction is like, jeez, some, you know, I don't, <laughs> I, I want to get rid of that one. That's the one that I get to work on because my weight fluctuates like crazy all the time. And I get still enough of that. Anyway, butterflies flying against the wall. Everything over here, sometimes you'll see me get distracted. It's because back there is a nature preserve and there is all kinds of stuff going on, <laughs> especially this time of year in Minnesota. I thought it was fun during the springtime. Oh, well, evidently fall has got a whole other thing going on and there's all new wildlife. It's, it's an adventure back there. So anyway, uh, purpose, vision. We, these, these media literacy centers are not just a safe place, but it's also to provide the education that is going to be needed. It's needed now. Like, it hasn't really hit people in the face yet. But I, I, and I don't know why it's so hard for others to connect the dots to see what's going on. But, like, this need to learn media is in everyone's face. It's hitting people over the face quick because robots are taking more and more jobs. And the only way to stay ahead of the of the robots is to be able to provide value for the world and do it in a very unique way. And that is providing multiple revenue. Like knowing media allows you to monetize multiple different things. And, and we could have gone into the private media business. Could have. Could have. But God told us to do different. And that kind of sucks because I'm sitting here preaching to everybody, hey, bring in all of these different revenue streams. You can do that with media. And you don't need a huge team. Right now, it's just my wife and I. Like, I don't have a big team. And we're doing most of what we can do as a media and broadcasting network. And there's a lot of work there. But really, to do everything we need to do, we need 10, we need 10 people. 10 volunteers. No, that's not true. I'm sorry. Five. Five now and then 10. But there's layers to it. So... Because I don't want to do everything all at one time. And then if those of you who take our media training, which is on our website, livemana.org, those of you who take that, I promise I have a message today. But those of you who take that media training, you'll be able to see, like, you want to learn it in layers because there's so much going on. You don't want to try to do everything at one time. It's too much. But it's good to do it in steps. We're ready to grow. We have our foundation finally built out that where it's now time to launch. So I'm looking for somebody that can do merchandising, like the, in other words, has an eye for creating merchandise. Um, that part's key. I'm looking for producers and I'm looking for content creators. I'm looking for writers, um, all that stuff. Like we, please contact us. You can actually go to, 
Where'd it go? This, livemana.org. There's our website. You can also scan that barcode. That's there. Um, but that goes right to our website. And you go to the very bottom of the page. There's a contact me, and there's also another a contact step tab on the website where you can just book time with us. And but we're we're ready to grow. We have the foundation built, and I'm excited. And it's, I you know, I, it's been a long journey. But at the same time, I'm grateful for the way it's all played out. But what I was saying is that you don't really need a lot of people to do it. But there's so many different parts. If you're able to have somebody share some of the responsibility with you, it makes it much, much easier. So that training on the website, that livemana.org, it says free training on there. Take that. It's gonna, it's, it's, it gives you all the foundational pieces that you need, and then there's a deeper training within uh, the training that will show you even more. And then once you've done that, you can come to us and do one-on-one -on -one consulting, and there's never any question about, you know, like, hey, you need to pay me or anything like that. We're here to serve. That is our dream and our vision. We know that these youth media literacy centers will help pull people out of poverty, help people do uh, break cycles. It'll help people also, you know, step into their gifts early and have their gifting, like the expressing your gifting encouraged. I mean, I don't know how many people have, you know, gifts and talents uh, that they want to express, but the people around them are like saying, that's stupid. You're never going to succeed. You're never going to do what all those other people can do. Like, who do you think you are? You think you're better than us? Or, yeah, we don't have enough money for that. You don't have the education for that. We, we want to change all of that. And if also these, these facility, the facilities, these youth media literacy centers, they can be partner with a regular community center. We don't need the buildings. Uh, we don't need our own buildings. We can partner with your building. We can partner with your ministry. Like what we teach is what we teach. And, and the thing is, the way that we teach it, it's meant for you to, to pay it forward. Because you need to know these skills. You need to know them. But then also having a place where people can go, a safe place. I know that when a kid feels safe, that they're going to be honest. And the truth will come out of them. The fact that they're being abused or bullied or neglected, they're not being taken care of at home. They're being, you know, again, abused and neglected. Whatever it may be, that's going to come out when they feel safe. And what I know from personal experience and why I'm so passionate about this is that my own talk show is what helped me heal. Yes, it was the Lord. And yes, it was the Lord and Lord's instructions to just share it all to share the truth, to talk about the truth. Do you think the subject matter that I talk about is really what I set out to talk about? I wanted to do dick jokes and boob jokes and fart jokes and, and anything else that was titillating and shocking, and I wanted to be a mega celebrity. That's what I wanted to be. I had that's Those are the aspirations I had. House in the Hollywood Hills, guess what? I still want to have a house. I still get to have a house in the Hollywood Hills. Why? Do I want it? Well, if you've seen the views, that's why I want it. <laughs> really easy. Anyway, but I know it's a selfish personal desire, but it is a goal of mine. Absolutely. And if you've lived in LA, you'll understand. You'll understand, of course, driving. I may need a helicopter to take me up there because driving in the hills absolutely is terrible. Anyway, my point, I don't even lost my point. I got so excited talking about a house in the hills, I forgot where I was going with this. Oh, being like famous. Like, look, I don't, 
I don't care about that stuff as much anymore. I mean, yes, you know, I have personal goals. But ultimately, what I want to see happen with these youth media literacy centers, I want to see kids step into their gifts, whether it's art, uh, poetry, I mean, any form of art, because that hip hop, rap, singing, that's a form of art, sculpting, form of art, painting, drawing, form of art, creating video games, form of art, broadcasting, form of art. I mean, you don't always have to like the artist, but I mean, you know, it's a form of art. Acting, art, it's all art. It's a skill, it's a beautiful skill to have. It's a creative skill to have. And honestly, it's creators that are going to save the world anyway, because you're going to need... We're going to need a whole bunch of fresh new ideas <laughs> coming pretty soon. But we need, everybody needs to learn media. Everyone needs to be operating in their gifting because this is what you were created for. This is what you were created to do. Media is the vehicle to take you there. Dr. Miles Monroe, 40 years ago, 50 years ago, was talking about all of this. What we're talking about today. He was talking about it 50 years ago, 40 years ago, whatever. I don't even know what today is, but like he was teaching this stuff and like to hear it now going, gosh, gosh, this guy was warning us about media, warning us about the dangers, but also showing the value and how important it is talking about it then. It's never been more important to know than now. And then on top of that, kids are expressing themselves. They're using their talk shows. They're sharing their truth. Well, when you sp put the truth out in the universe for people, truth has a way of attracting your tribe. Truth also has a way of setting people free, including yourself. And you get comfortable telling the truth, even if it's behind a camera and you're pretending like, hey, I'm not even really talking to anybody. But then you're telling the truth. I, God has a funny way of using that. And sometimes airing out what is true for you allows you to find out that maybe that's not true after all. But all of it has a healing effect that is so supernatural and powerful. And when you're a young kid and you're sharing your truth and you're talking about whatever you're going through and then having resources and people around you to support you and love you and go. Because here's the one thing I know about art. I'm not intending, I did not intend to go off on this for 20 minutes. But here's what I know about art. It gives you permission to be crazy. And what is deemed crazy in this world? People that go their own road. People that decide to go pursue their own purpose. Not do what the rest of the world says. Just because somebody said to do it. I think we should all just call ourselves artists. Because then maybe we just go with, Ah, screw it, I'm going to be crazy. It's going to be awesome. Now I could just be a weirdo. I can express myself how I feel like expressing myself. I'm just going to be an artist. I'm supposed to be weird. Now you've given yourself permission. You know who else gave you permission to be weird? God. Weird. God means you're independent. You have unique DNA. You have a unique purpose. So you should step into that. God created you to do that. So therefore, he made you to be weird as far as the world is concerned. Okay, so let's get into this. I'm not going to play the intro video. I don't care about that right now. What is purpose? Everything in life has purpose. 
Everyone on this planet was born with and for a purpose. It is this purpose that the only source... Wait, it, it is this purpose that is the only source of meaning. Without purpose, life is an experiment or a haphazard journey that results in frustration, disappointment, and failure. Without purpose, life is subjective or it is a trial and error game that is ruled by environmental influences and the circumstances of the moment. Likewise, in the absence of purpose, purpose, time has no meaning, energy has no reason, and life has no precision. Therefore, it is essential that we understand and discover for our purpose in life so that we can experience an effective, full, and rewarding life. When we are in our purpose, we don't have time to be racist idiots. We don't have time to judge people on what they're doing. You're doing the Bible wrong. You're reading it wrong. You don't know the interpretation. Well, the Hebrew says, and the blah, blah, blah says, and the blah, 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 blah. Like, it, you don't have time to argue. And you don't have time to insert yourself into other people's business because ultimately all that is is pulling you out of your purpose and you fell into a distraction. And guess what, folks? The enemy does not have to do anything to you but distract you to win. He doesn't need to break your knees, doesn't need to hit you over the head with a bottle. Oh, there's water in that. I shouldn't do that. Um, borax water, as a matter of fact. <clears throat> he doesn't need to break your kneecaps. He's not in the mafia. He just needs to distract you. And those distractions can come in a lot of ways. Getting distracted with sex, that's my weakness. Just, it, it, I, and I'm working on breaking that. But I mean, that just, sometimes it becomes an over-desire. And that can be a distraction. I get caught up in fantasy world sometimes. Get caught up, you know, getting, the, oh, actually, I'm, because I'm not on social media anymore, this has really helped a lot. Um, but I used to get caught up in other people and what they were doing. And I'm comparing myself to them. And I get pissed off. Because I know that I'm more talented some, than some of those people <laughs> that are getting their breakthroughs. And I'm not saying this to be cocky. Maybe I am. Maybe it's a little cocky. But it's also honest. And... And it's what I believe. I know I'm a talented guy. God created me to be talent, and I work my butt off. I didn't mean everyone's gonna like me, but I'm a talented guy. I can do a lot of different things, and I and I'm grateful for that. But I don't why I get consumed with other people's success and what they have, and why they're getting their breakthrough before me when I'm like I'm gonna. Serving you obediently. Where the heck are you? Where are you at? Like, where's my shine? I get caught up in that crap. And I don't really even care. Because here's what I know. I know this fact more now than I did a year ago, six months ago, two years ago, and beyond. But I know that I don't want what God has for me until God's ready for me to have it. Because when I get things sooner than when I'm supposed to, 
I'm usually not prepared for it. I learned my lesson before with coming into a bunch of money. I learned my lesson. I, I, God, I learned my lesson, just as a reminder, I really did learn my lesson. And I'm not going through that again. Because I'll tell you one thing, I was very cocky, and my, my ego was gross. And I really had no reason to have an ego. I, can, I don't even know where it came from. Because inside I was dying, and I was miserable, but yet on the outside I had this giant ego, and was such a freaking diva, was not a good steward of anything. None of that. And you know what? I, 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 every blessing of my life I took for granted. And I lost all of it. Money, family, kids, friends, opportunity, family, relationships, hurt people that didn't deserve to be hurt. And I'll tell you that even though this seven years of walking with the Lord has been the best of my life. It's been the most challenging, stressful, most sometimes confusing. But it's only confusing when I take my eyes off of what really God's laid out in front of me to focus on, which is Him, His promises, and my purpose. Because He ultimately gave me that purpose. So when I get distracted with the other stuff, that's when I get a little greedy and I get a little, you know, impatient and let my ego roar. So anyway, purpose is the original intent for the creation of a thing, the original reason for the existence of a thing, the end for which the means exist, the cause for the creation of the thing, the desired result that initiates production, the need that makes a manufacturer produce a specific product, on and on and on. Purpose, therefore, is the original intent and the mind of the creator that motivated him to create a particular item. Think about the, the creator of Lamborghini or Ferrari. Enzo, was it Enzo Ferrari? Why they create that car? What did they create it to do? They didn't create it to go mountain climbing. Well, maybe the new SUV did. But like, think about the purpose for its creation. There's a purpose for every creation. Purpose. And sometimes that creation has, well, benefits or purposes that may not have been so obvious at the beginning. Sometimes purpose spills over into other things. Anyway, I may get lost there, so I'm going to stop. In other words, before any product is made, there is a purpose established in the mind of the manufacturer that gives conception to the idea that becomes the substance for the design and the production of the product. Thus, purpose precedes production. Every product is produced by purpose for a purpose. It exists for its original purpose, and thus can find its true fulfillment only in performing the purpose for which it was created. Until purpose is discovered, existence has no meaning. I'm going to say that one more time. Until purpose is discovered, existence has no meaning. Wow. 
No wonder people feel lost because they don't know their purpose. So many people, older people, don't know their purpose. And it's mind-blowing to me. Young people don't know their purpose. But I think, so this is kind of a strange thing. Because our purpose isn't about us. It's, it's our gifts and talent being used to bless and build up and raise up others. It's building the kingdom with your purpose. You're sowing into others. At the same time, which is kind of confusing, I think, for some people, is that they worry too much about other people and they're too much in other people's business to be able to recognize their own purpose. Like they're trying to live someone else's purpose. <laughs> and, and, and by doing that, they're void of their own. So even though the purpose is about how we help and bless others, it doesn't really say we need to be in each other's business and trying to live their lives. No, I'm going to stay in my lane. I'm going to operate in my gifting and my talents. I'm going to do the things that I love. And then I'm going to use that to bless others. It is different, but I see how people can confuse it. I hope that made sense. Let us consider, for an example, an electric fan. If it were possible for us to enter the mind of the person who invented this product, we might see a desire or intent to circulate or move air thus producing a cooling effect. This intent would be established both as a desired end or a result and the predetermined purpose for the product, which is the first stage of production. After the purpose of the product has been determined, the second stage of production follows, which is the development of a design to produce the function that is the will for the purpose. Wait, the design dictates the necessary components and materials for production. So God, designing you, he's dictating the materials that are needed for you to produce what he's created you to do. So why you don't need to worry when you're living in your purpose? Why you don't need to worry about how you're going to pay for things is because God is required to provide for you when you're doing what he's assigned for you to do. What kind of crap would it be like all right you got to go to school you got to go to school but we're not going to provide you with any of the materials that you need to learn you got to figure that out yourself wait doesn't college do that <laughs> did i just make an argument for free college on accident it is kind of I, well, I'm going to save my rants of the education system right now. Dude, God is not going to say, I want you to defy everything of the world to serve me, and then him not equip you. That's a better way to explain it. Because ultimately, I mean, yeah, the school system, the banking system, our governmental system, all of that is just basically fueled by hell juice. It's just hell. None of it. None of it is of God, if you ask me. Because if it was, then why would God say, 
tell you to, to, to leave the world behind and follow him. The ways of the world, the ways of this world, of the banking system, the school system, the healthcare system, big pharma, the banking system, all that stuff. That's the devil's system. So God wants you to defy all that to serve him. So if God is a good daddy, if God is a good creator, he's going to provide for you to do what he's created you to do. Everything you need. That's how it works. But we can't be half in, half in. Half in, half out with it. We can't straddle the fence. Got to be all in. That's the only option. It is essential to note that the production of the product does not begin until the purpose for the product has been established. And the success of the project is not determined until the product does exactly what its purpose requires. Thus all, thing, thus all things begin and end with purpose. This principle pervades all creation. Nature abounds with evidence of this eternal law. The master manufacturer, God Almighty, of all created things has made all his creations for the definite purpose and has established that, a pur that purpose as the ultimate definition of success. You and I are products of his purposeful creating. Hmm. This is the last thing. Your purpose is an integral part of you. Like the manufacturer who created the electric fan for a specific purpose, so God created you with a definite purpose in mind. Your existence is evidence that this generation needs something that your life contains. Your existence is evidence that this generation, this generation, the one you're living in, needs something that your life, your life creates, contains. You are the creation that can meet God's desired result. You think God doesn't love you? You think God has abandoned you? Maybe you've abandoned God. Maybe you've abandoned your faith. Maybe you quit trusting him. Maybe you never trusted him. Maybe you never even exercised trust with God by saying, your will, not mine. I surrender my will for yours. Take my life, it's yours. I trust your plan more than mine. I want my heart to align with your plan for my life. I want to co-create with you. Your existence is evidence that this generation, generation needs something that your life contains. I can't stress to you enough how important you are to God. It's sometimes hard to wrap my own head around it, especially when I'm looking around going, how am I going to pay this? How am I going to do that? How am I going to fulfill this vision that you've given me? How's that going to happen?
because it looks bleak right now. How? Some of you are experiencing loved ones dying, turned, turning against you. Some of you are stuck in abusive relationships. So, like there's some women of you women. And this, I mean, I, I can say that this happens to guys too. But you get in a relationship and you decide that you're going to live together and you're not married, you know, but you choose to live together. And then one of you cheats or one of you is beating the crap out of the other one or you're both abusing each other, but then you're dependent on each other, not just emotionally, but also financially. And you're stuck and you got no place to go. Is what you're telling yourself. Well, I can't leave because there's no other option for me. I know how hard that is. I think my exes would even tell you how hard it is to leave. And I needed to be left. But they stayed. Because they kept seeing the good in me. When I wasn't good. I mean, I wanted to be. Kinda. But not really. Not enough. Not enough to say, okay, God, I surrender my life to you. Because that was the only option for me. I tried my all my other ways. And then it took me realizing that if I'm operating the ship, we're doomed, all of us. Me without God. <clears throat> it's a pretty evil and scary proposition. Sometimes I'm still scary. But not like I was. I don't... I wish I, I wish I could help everyone understand just how awesome God is. Um, I don't get caught up in the legalism of, you know, knowing every interpretation of scripture possible and every denomination and every book. And I don't get caught up in any of that. Um, cause I'm, I want to know the truth. I'm seeking truth. I got, I got questions, but I will tell you this. The one thing I don't question is my faith in, in the Lord. And, and I will never question my decision to give my life to him. It has been far greater than I could have ever experienced, even with all the challenges. Here's the thing I want to say. I would rather be challenged living the life that I was created to live than be challenged doing something I know I'm not supposed to do. Because my life was challenging before Christ. But it was challenging because I'm like always looking over my shoulder. Did someone see me on that sex app? Oh my God, dude, was I, was I with that person last night? Oh, he doesn't look at me because, or she doesn't look at me, or he, or sometimes didn't know for sure. Um, if you know, you know. The, and I'd be out in public constantly worried. Every time my phone rang, oh, shit, I hope it's not one of the people that I was messaging trying to hook up with. Oh, 
God. Oh, God, she's on my computer. Oh, shoot, what am I going to do? Struggling financially, but being so addicted and needing the drugs that I didn't care about the things that I should care about paying for or being a steward of. I'm like, no, I need to find a way to get drugs. That's my sole focus so that I could go do crazy sex acts. The challenges that I face now are really just things that I look at as my, the testing of my faith. I feel like it's very similar to the story of Job, and I'm not an expert on the story of Job, but it feels that way. And I think a lot of people are going through a Job season. And um, all I can say to you is, look how that turned out. God's plan for you is a plan that allows you to experience joy. It removes fear. It removes any real doubt. And you get to see the impossible happen. Serving God was the greatest decision of my life. And even though I'm not where I want to be individually, even in my family, like the goals that I have for our family, Are, I are supernatural. I mean, I, I, I like they're huge, and we haven't reached it yet. But it sure is awesome trying. I remember when I first started broadcasting. It started on a phone, and I've told the story a bunch. Started on a phone, but I wanted to show that the concept would work. Oh, Zoom. <laughs> Wait, is it not? Are you not gonna come here? You gotta love the AI camera here. <laughs> well, there's a behind the scenes shot. Man, silly goose. <laughs> no, that's too far. My hand gestures are not willing to work with me today. Here we go. <laughs> For the uh, radio and podcast audience, I was uh, fiddling with my AI camera. Okay. <sighs> Which caused me to lose my train of thought. <laughs> Which happens so much. So grateful that you were here. And, uh, and I assure you that choosing God, choosing God's plan for your life, will be the most rewarding decision you ever make. I promise you, it'll be the most exhilarating, fun. You will see miracles. You will see blessings. And yes, you will experience pain and loss and heartbreak. But you will, because of that, also experience a joy and a happiness and a sense of purpose unlike anything you've ever felt. 
I promise you that. I promise you. I promise you. If I, if I can live this life after the life I lived before Jesus, before the Lord, you can too. You can live the life of your dreams. And you know what? The life of your dreams really has very, has very, 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 very little to do with money and finances or anything else. But it really takes God to see that, I believe. And man, when he lifts the veil off and you start to see the world the way God wants you to see the world, the way that we really were designed to see the world, it's, it changes everything. And it's not the religious bullcrap that gets thrown in your face every day. It's so much different. Thank you for watching. God bless you, and watch me one more time. My name is Joshua Berglund, and I am chairman and co-founder, along with my amazing wife, Jessica Lynn, of the Live Mana Worldwide Foundation and the Live Mana Network. We are a 501c3 nonprofit media organization that is driven to be a voice for the voiceless, but more importantly, to elevate other voices for the voiceless. And if you're not ready to be a voice yet, well, we have services for you too. That said, our heart is for those that normally don't have access to media services. They don't have the budget for broadcasting or distribution or even book publishing for that matter. We are here to serve the voiceless, the outcasts, the misfits, the degenerates, the people that have been shunned from society. The same people that are working their butts off to rehabilitate their life. The same people that are not offered the opportunity because of their past to have access to a decent paying job, or those that don't have the finances for an education and frankly can't afford to go into thousands of dollars of debt. We are here to serve them. Now we do not charge for our services, but we do rely on the generosity of others, the people that believe in our mission, believe in our vision, and believe in redistributing the power of the media into the hands of many to take from the few that are controlling the narrative for everyone and redistributing it out. We believe that not only will the truth set you, well, not only will the truth set you free, but more importantly, the truth will allow you and others to heal. The truth is painful sometimes, and frankly, that's part of why we have dealt with so much censorship as an organization and why we have our own network to begin with. Truth in this day and age is not necessarily welcome. Our platform allows for truth, and we need your support to continue and to continually growing this mission of ours to put youth media literacy centers all over the world. Those of you who have heard about Boys and Girls Clubs and other community centers like that, we wanna create the same type of facility, but also have media literacy centers inside these buildings. Why? because media allows you to monetize anything. Media is the vehicle for you to leave a legacy, for you to provide for your family, for you to really live the life of your dreams regardless of your past, regardless of the failures you've made in the past. This is what media does. It gives you power and it's time to take the power back. Thank you for watching. Thank you for reading our vision 
and thank you for partnering with us. God bless you. Amazing grace, how sweet. 